Welcome to the Grounded Content Podcast. I'm your host, Marian Abrams. Today I'm here with a solo episode, and I'm going to talk about creator fade, or in the podcast world, we call it pod fading. We could call it writer's block, creative block, running out of energy, running out of ideas. In the podcasting world, there are over 2 million podcasts out there, but of those, only about 750,000 are actually still publishing episodes. And that's what we call in the podcast world, pod fading. They might have pod faded because they ran out of ideas, they ran out of energy, they had a creative block. It could be that they launched without a plan and really never thought through how hard it would be or what they wanted to get out of it. It could be that it was always meant to be a finite series. There's a lot of reasons for those podcasts that haven't continued, not continuing. But I do know that this is something that happens to all creative content makers. And especially those of us that do it for business, we're under a lot of pressure to continue to create content that is strategically aligned with our clients. We can't just say today, I don't feel like it. We've got to keep pumping the content out. And it needs to be good content if it's going to be effective. So this is something that affects podcasters, YouTubers, video makers, filmmakers, writers, bloggers, photographers, even people who are writing social media posts or managing social media pages, content, websites. Anyone who's in the creative business can run into creator fade, whether it's burnout or whether it's fade or writer's block, whatever we want to call it. So in today's episode, I have five different strategies that I think will help you. As with everything, there's no one-size-fits-all solution. So these five different strategies, I hope, will give you five different tools, five different techniques to try when you hit that wall. You may find one of them works. You may find all of them work. You may find one works now and another works later. So the first strategy is using my interpretation of Stephen Pressfield's idea of turning pro. Pressfield wrote a bunch of great books that are kind of Bibles for creators in terms of motivation. And one of them is called The War of Art. One of them is called Turning Pro. The way I interpret this idea is that if you are a professional, you accept the fact that every morning that blank page will face you with this force he calls resistance. Go into your day knowing that it will be a battle. Don't expect it to just flow out of you. And when you know that there will be that struggle and that battle, you get ready, you gear up to face that battle. And the turning pro part is that if you're a pro, this is just a part of your job. If you run a business, if you're an employee of a business, if you are waiting tables, you may not love wiping them down when the customers leave or helping to bust the dishes. If you own your own business, you may not like emptying the trash or doing the bookkeeping or whatever it is that's not your favorite thing to do. But if you're a pro, if you are a professional, if you are really doing the work, then you're going to do what you need to do to get the job done. And sometimes creating is what you need to do to get the job done. So if you're uncomfortable being on camera, but that's part of your job, Well, guess what? You just got to do it. Turn pro and get the work done. I'm sure that's not exactly how Pressfield explained it, 
but it's an understanding that works for me and it's certainly inspired by his idea. And I do highly recommend his book, The War of Art, if you get stuck or even if you don't. In fact, one of my favorite quotes of all time comes from that book. He says, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Okay, that's the first strategy. It's not for everyone, but maybe it'll help you. Strategy number two, double down. This is probably the opposite of what you're thinking and the opposite of what a lot of people recommend when they're talking about burnout. But I can tell you from my own experience and from examples with clients and others, it works. Sebastian Junger in his book, Freedom, talks about this idea that when he was feeling really tired, when his mind was telling him not to go on, rather than slowing down, he would trick himself and speed up or trick himself and pick up more weight. These things tricked his mind into shifting into a higher gear. And in my own life, I've found that this works. When I'm feeling burned out, sometimes the best solution is to go all in on that project rather than stepping back. So that's strategy number two. Strategy number one, turn pro, take Pressfield's advice. Strategy number two, double down, work even harder, commit more fully. Okay, strategy number three, get in touch with the source of your inspiration. So if you have a podcast about knitting, maybe you've gotten so focused on the podcast about knitting that you've stopped doing the thing you love, the knitting. And when you're not knitting, you're not thinking about knitting. You're not getting all those ideas and inspirations and thinking of things that you want to talk about in the show. So maybe you need to get back in touch with the root, with what got you excited about the podcast or whatever that creative endeavor was in the first place. I know I advised a podcaster who has a show about what it's like to be a firefighter, day-to-day life, some of the challenges he faces. Well, he had gotten so focused on educating firefighters, he wasn't out there on the front lines with the firefighters. And he was having trouble getting motivated to produce new episodes of his show. Once he realized that and he got back in touch with his roots, spent more time at the firehouse, he got excited again about his show. So that's strategy number three. So recapping, number one, Pressfield's turn pro. Number two, doubling down. Number three, getting back in touch with the source of your inspiration. And number four, find ideas from other areas. So here's an example. I talk a lot about podcasting and marketing and messaging and content marketing. A couple of weeks ago, I did a video that was inspired by my pottery class. I've been taking pottery. I'm a beginner. And what I realized was that when you make a mug in a pottery class, just like a podcast, it's a mix of creativity and individualism and function. So a good mug is one you can drink out of easily, that won't spill, that will hold your coffee, that will uh, not dribble, that will balance and sit comfortably on the counter, that fits nicely in your hand, all of those functional pieces. And at the same time, it's an expression of your own creativity and individuality, the colors you choose, the shape. And so I realized that that was the same with podcasts. A podcast, if it's well done, is an effective 
tool that supports your business goals, and at the same time, does that in a way that is an expression of yourself, of your individuality and your creativity. So that's an example of taking an idea from one part of your life and bringing it into another. This is one of the ways that we innovate. And I'm pretty sure Chris Brogan talked about this on one of the episodes of the Grounded Content Podcast. Okay, that's number four. So we have Pressfield, we have Double Down, we have getting back in touch with your source, and we have pulling an idea from another area of your life. And number five, I'm going to talk about the creative process. This is the cycle that I believe all creativity takes. So number one, feed yourself with sources. Listening to podcasts, talking to friends, watching TV, making observations, going in stores, reading books, reading social media posts. All those things are sources of ideas. So feed them. Put all that stuff in the hopper. Fuel the machine. That's part one in the creative cycle. Part two is synthesis. Just collecting those ideas is not creativity. If you spit them back out, you're copying, you're not creating. So part one, collect all those ideas from all those different sources. And you never know where they're going to come from. It could be looking out the car window. It could be watching the dumbest TV show ever. But collect ideas. Then you synthesize. And in today's world, sometimes this is the hard part. You need quiet. This can happen on your run, in the shower, on a walk in nature, or even just a little quiet time at home. But make sure you take a little time without inputs. Don't listen to your podcast on your run. Don't watch TV while you're in the shower. You need a little quiet to just let this stuff bubble around, simmer and stir in your mind. And then part three, you need to do the work. Then you need to sit down, pen and paper, or typewriter in hand, or, you know, using your keyboard on the computer if you're not old like me, but sit down and do the work to give the ideas structure. So it's a three-part process. Number one, you feed the hopper. Number two, you give yourself some quiet time for it to mix up, synthesize, and process. And number three, do the work. Sit down, pen in hand, and give the new ideas structure. So those are five strategies that I use with clients when they're hitting that creative wall, that writer's block, or pod fading. I'll add one more resource to the list of resources, and that is a book called The Artist's Way, which is a 12-step artist recovery process. That's a multiple-month process, but it's a great one if you want to have some creative growth or creative recovery. So final review, when you're fading, when you're feeling that creator fade, my strategies are number one, turn pro. Number two, double down, like Sebastian Junger said, trick yourself by working even harder. Number three, get in touch with the source, with the idea that got you excited in the first place. Number four, pull ideas from other areas of your life and see where they can cross over and be reimagined in your area of focus. Number five, Use that creative cycle process. Feed, synthesize, structure. Let me know if these work for you or if you have another process that you use when you're feeling that burnout or hitting that wall. 
I'll be back next week with another guest. And I hope if you like this show, you'll share it. My goal is to get these ideas and these messages, all the things we talk about on the Grounded Content Podcast to as many people as possible. I need your help to do that. So please tell a couple of friends about the show, whether you do it on social media or you do it on the telephone. That's how the word gets out there. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.